So a woman went with her husband to his checkup at the doctor's. And the checkup took place, and the doctor said, Ma'am, I would like to speak with you alone in the office. So she goes into the office. Your husband is suffering from a very severe stress disorder. And unless you follow my instructions very carefully, your husband will surely die. He will die. So, what you need to do is always be very pleasant to him. Prepare him very healthy meals. Don't give him any chores. Don't talk to him about your problems. Don't nag him. It'll only make the stress worse. And I believe that if you can do this for 10 months or so, your husband's health will make a full recovery. So as they're driving home, the husband says, uh, what, what did the doctor say? And the wife replied, he said you're going to die. (laughs) St. Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, does not talk about stress disorders. But he does talk about how your life and mine should be ordered. Ordered toward freedom and service. Ah, freedom. A word we Americans love. Freedom, a word that our popular culture constantly celebrates. The freedom for me to do what I want to do. The freedom for me to be who I want to be. Freedom from anyone else telling me what I should do. Is this the kind of freedom that St. Paul is talking about in Galatians? Not particularly. So let's look closely at this passage. I'm going to ask you to look at your bulletin and look at the second lesson so that we can check it out together. The letter to the Galatians, the second lesson. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Well, that sounds pretty good, right? Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again To a yoke of slavery. How about that? Well, that sounds pretty good, too. Who wants to submit to slavery the first time? Never mind, again. And let's say verse 13, the next verse, together aloud. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence. But through love, become slaves to one another. Well, that kind of sounds swell. We would have to talk about self-indulgence. We would have to talk about self-indulgence. The good, the bad, and the ugly of self-indulgence. But the end of verse 13, doesn't that sound a bit alarming to you? Through love become slaves to one another? Become slaves to one another? I'm confused. In verse 2, St. Paul says, Do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So, what is the deal with this passage? Well, let's take a closer look. Let's think even more carefully about this passage. Because remember, 
Don't only feel your faith. Think your faith. Don't just feel your faith. Think your faith. Tell that to someone next to you. Don't be shy. Alright, so back to the beginning of the passage as we have it here in Galatians. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Jumping down to the end of verse 13. But through love, become slaves to one another. St. Paul is contrasting, on one hand, slavery to the flesh. And on the other hand, slavery to the spirit. Slavery to selfishness versus slavery to love. Now, if the word slave just, you can't get past that word. That word really bothers you. It's a stumbling block. Replace that word in your mind with the word servant. So let's say that last part of verse 13, but we'll say the word servants instead of slaves. Through love becomes service to one another. Now, some of you will remember an anti-tobacco commercial from a number of years ago. And it featured this guy who was hanging out with his buddies. And every so often, this giant talking cigarette would come and interrupt what he was doing, tap him on the shoulder, and sort of hold him outside for a smoking break. Does anyone remember this commercial? Okay, I see a couple of hands. But you can at least visualize that commercial, right? It illustrated how he was a slave to tobacco. St. Paul is suggesting that the Christian should be a slave to the Spirit. So when you are hanging out with your buddies, going about your life, the Spirit of God, like a dove, will sometimes flutter down, tap you on the shoulder, and pull you out of whatever you are doing, so that you can take a serving others break. Now, what is our mission at St. John's? It's to love God, love others, and make disciples. Very good, John. Now, what's a disciple? A disciple is someone who loves God and loves others according to the way of Jesus. A disciple is someone who allows himself to regularly be pulled away from their self-interest in order to serve others. That's what St. Paul is getting at in this passage. When he uses that language of being slaves to one another through love. Can you see that? Can you see what St. Paul is trying to get at? Does that make a little more sense now? Okay, stick with it. Now for a bit of a comic breather. These are some actual very short letters to God from kids. Number one. Dear God, thank you for my baby brother. What I prayed for was a puppy. (laughs) Number two. Dear God, please send me a pony. I've never asked for anything before. You can look it up. (laughs) And number three. Dear God, I bet it's very hard for you to love all the people in the world. There are only four people in our family, and I can never do it. (laughs) Let's take a little survey. How many of you find it difficult to be slaves to one another through love? 
Okay, if I could jump in the air, I would. It's very difficult. And yes, that little trick that we sometimes talk about helps. Remember the trick? Liking is optional. Love is required. Liking is optional. Love is required. Let's say that together. Liking is optional. Love is required. But even that trick, folks, will not enable you to be the kind of person who regularly chooses love of others over love of self. There are some people who do not pay enough attention to themselves. They are not servants of love. They are slaves to expectation. Other people's expectation. Their own expectations. Don't be that person. End of parenthesis. Okay, questions for you. Would you like to be more you? The best version of you? The kind of person who doesn't get in their own way. The kind of person where the love of God blesses them, but also blesses other people. If you'd like to be that version of you, enthusiastically say yes. 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 Only a couple of you did the hand gesture, but it was, it was good. It was good. Well, that's great if you want to be that version of you, because what you need are, drum roll please, the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And surprisingly, they're right here in Galatians chapter 5. Imagine that. So if you take your bulletin, go to chapter 5, verse 22. We are going to say this loudly together. Galatians 5, verse 22. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So as you grow in the fruits of the Holy Spirit, as you grow in these character traits, your ability to choose love of neighbor over love of self will increase. And that's the freedom that Christ died to set us free for. That kind of freedom. The freedom to love others. Again, to put the provision, some need the freedom to love themselves more. Okay, now I want you to use your imaginations. Some of you have to search harder for your imaginations than others. But I want you to picture yourself choosing daily, daily, to be more generous or joyful. Whatever fruit of the Holy Spirit you need to work on. Picture yourself daily choosing to live into that behavior, that fruit of the Spirit. Do you think that will be hard? Yeah, I agree. It would definitely be hard. But here's the good news, folks. Here's the good news. Gradually, by the power of the Spirit, and through the spiritual nutrients you receive in the Eucharist, and through the power of practice, you will become, voila, a more generous person. Or more joyful. Or fill in the blank. If you can imagine yourself... With God's help growing in that way, say, Amen. Amen. That is outstanding. Outstanding. Because, folks, da-da-da-da, that's the work of discipleship. That's the work of discipleship, right there. Question. 
Is there an intellectual side to being a Christian? Are there things to learn and things to know and things to think about? Oh, yes. But discipleship cannot ignore the hard work of character transformation. And we need to get way better at St. John's at helping each other to grow in the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And in becoming servants to one another through love. I have a statement. You tell me whether the statement is true or false. Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. True. True. Jesus said that. And it's also true about people. If you want to know what a person's about, look at the fruits of their behavior. Look at the fruits of their life. What's your character like? What is your character like? Have you been growing in the fruits of the Holy Spirit? God is here to help you to grow. I am here to help you to grow. The spiritual friendships and our congregation's rule of life are here to help you to grow. Have you grown? Good. Listen, there's more, Neil. Have you developed in your life, in your character, Christ-likeness? Have you developed Christ-like servanthood in your life over all the years that you have been involved in a Christian church? How about lately? And if you haven't, if you haven't grown, what are you going to do about it? Whether you're 9 or 99, with God's help, and for God's sake, grow. Amen.